Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest in, in entertainment and celebrity news, including why the rap group Public Enemy fi- uh, fired their hype man, Flavor Flav. Also, will British rock legend Genesis reunite for a tour? And what plans does Judge Judy has planned now that her courtroom TV show is no more? So let's get started. Roll it. Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week between 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern, I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, the call-in number is 347-637-2656. Press the number 1 and I you will go on the air live. That's again that that number again is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com. Slash that's entertainment dot radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto fourteen, like the high heel shoe s t i l e t t o, and the number fourteen. And you can also follow me on Instagram. Just go to t jones gibbs. That's t j o n e s. G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a mostly sunny, 54 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners out there. Thank you again for hanging out with me on this Wednesday afternoon. Well, before we get to the highlights of the stories, um, everybody is talking about this coronavirus, and it's getting to become almost like a pandemic. And now that this virus is here in the United States, and not only is it effect, affecting a lot of people, but it's affecting the uh, the stock market. It's also affecting uh, businesses, uh, flight, uh, travel. And now certain celebrities are uh, are canceling their shows, their gigs, because of this virus. Uh Again, the coronavirus continues to spread restrictions on travel and large public events in some parts of the world, and that means more and more music stars are canceling gigs. Um, 
it has prompted cancellations of festivals and concerts across Asia, and some shows in Europe has been called off. Mariah Carey has become the latest star to postpone a show, movie, and performance in Hawaii that was due to take place next week. And as the number of the worldwide cases of coronavirus, the disease is continuing to rise. There are fears that there could be more to come as efforts are made to contain the spread. Uh, here's, uh, here are some other artists have, that have canceled uh, their shows so far. Um, Mariah Carey, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Avril uh, Levine uh, has announced last Friday that she had called off her show, uh, which was due to be held in uh, uh, Zurich on March 13. The following day, she announced that the cancellation of several shows in Japan, Taiwan, Hong Kong, and the Philippines, which was scheduled for May, saying she was completely bummed out as having to make the decision. Um, she told everyone to please take care of themselves and to stay healthy and that she, uh, all her fans are in her thoughts and prayers and hoping to announce a rescheduled show soon. Uh, BTS also and uh, South Korea, they... They had the largest uh, outbreak outside mainland China. Uh, the K-pop star BTS had canceled concert due to take place in Seoul in April. The seven-piece South Korean boy band are promoting their new album, Map of the Soul 7. But at a press conference last week, fans were urged to stay away. And uh, the band's management Big Hit Entertainment, they put out a statement saying that they decided to fully cooperate with the government policy to refrain from holding events with a massive number of participants in order to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Green Day, the pump band, they called off their March shows due to take place in Singapore, Thailand, the Philippines, Hong Kong, South Korea, and Japan, announcing the news at the end of last month. Uh, they posted on social media that they said they, it was unfortunate that they made the difficult decision to postpone their upcoming shows in Asia due to the health and travel concerns with the coronavirus. Um, Again, uh, Mariah Carey, she has also canceled. She said that uh, she was supposed to, she was, again, was supposed to go to Hawaii on uh, her anniversary month, uh, but uh, the international travel restriction forced her people to consider everyone's safety and, safety and well-being, and uh, she also said, that she's super excited to appear in Honolulu for Christmas theme performance in November, but she can't wait to see everyone, so she told everyone to stay safe. So this coronavirus, is it's it's really getting to a, uh, an alarming proportion because it not only is affecting people, communities, their lives, but also uh, concert events, uh, vacation, travel, you name it. So, um I wouldn't be surprised that we hear from more celebrities who are, and you know, during the springtime into the summer is one of the uh, the time of the year where a lot of groups and bands and artists do go on tour. So I'm pretty sure we're going to hear from more artists, bands, singers canceling the tour. I mean, I, I just also heard that uh, Christina Aguilera also canceled some upcoming shows as well due to the coronavirus. Um, yesterday was Super Tuesday here in the United States, and it looks like Joe Biden, Vice President Joe Biden, and uh, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders will be the two 
heading towards the the road to the Democratic nominee for president. Uh, Michael Bloomberg uh, canceled his uh, campaign early this morning, and we haven't heard from Senator Elizabeth Warren yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, Joe Biden, at one time it didn't seem like Joe Biden was, he was really down in the polls due to the early uh, Iowa caucus, all the earlier states, when they did their uh, uh, primaries. But now, since Joe Biden had went to South Carolina, he won really big with the African-American vote, and now he's just on fire. And now uh, we just hope waiting to see um, because at one time it didn't look like Joe Biden was going to be uh, up there in the polls. but uh, And uh, also it helps that he's getting endorsement from his, comp- his uh, rivals uh, that are backing him up. So we'll see. We still got a couple more states to go. I think New York, where the state that I'm in, I think New York uh, primary is somewhere in June, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, I'll always uh, I'll ref- uh, go back and check on that. Uh, this week in entertainment, we're going to be talking about uh, the rap group Public Enemy. And we was t- we're talking about Bernie Sanders. There, The reason why, um, you know, Flavor Flav, uh, Public Enemy's hype man, he's been fired from the group. And it is, and according to Flavor Flav, it it stems from Bernie Sanders, okay, and uh, Chuck D, who is uh, also part of uh, Public Enemy, he was the one that did the firing. So we're going to be talking about what caused this rift between the two group of this um, successful rap group. Also, uh, British rock legend uh, Genesis. Matter of fact, they're in talks to reunite for a U.K. tour, and apparently Phil Collins, Tony Bates, and Mike Rutherford will announce the big... Matter of fact, they announced the big news this morning on BBC Radio. The only original frontman that's not going to be a part of the group is Peter Gabriel. He's not going to be a part of the reunion, and I'll tell you why. Also, popular courtroom TV show Judge Judy, Judy Shilin, is ending her popular courtroom TV show after 25 seasons. But don't be sad just yet. She got some other plans, and I'll tell you what she's planning on doing. Jay-Z just reportedly signed a $10 million deal with Sony. And the Grammy Award-winning group 3-6 Mafia has been sued by a group of Memphis-based artists. And there's going to be uh, documentaries about Pharrell Williams, Sean Penn, DMX. They're just some of the artists that's going to be featured at the 2020 Tribeca Film Festival. So um, let's get started. Uh, Public Enemy has fired rapper Flavor Flay after more than 35 years with the band following a row surrounding their support for U.S. presidential hopeful Bernie Sanders. 
Now, things kicked off when Flav sent a cease and a desist notice to Sanders telling him to stop using public enemy name and his likeness in a campaign propaganda after the group co-founder Chuck D. signed up to perform with offshoot band Public Enemy Radio at a Los Angeles rally for Sanders on Sunday, March 1st. However, many media reports and posters promoting the event simply noted that the appearance of Public Enemy leading Flav to employ his lawyers to issue a legal warning. Now, Chuck then hit back at his original bandmate with his attorney insisting he could perform as Public Enemy if he ever wanted to because he is the sole owner of the Public Enemy trademark. And later uh, clarified on Twitter that his issue with Flay's stance don't stem from their political beliefs. While Chuck has originally threatened to give Flav a year to get his act together and get himself straight, or he'll he he, he gave him the chance to get himself together, or he's out. And it seems like things quickly escalated in the following hours with a brief statement issued on Sunday confirming the group would be moving forward without the rapper. And this is what uh, the statement read. It said, quote, Public Enemy and Public Enemy Radio will be moving forward without Flavor Flay. We thank him for his years of service and wish him well, unquote. Now, here's the latest. Flavor Flay has responded after being fired from Public Enemy, admitting he was very disappointed in co-founder Chuck D. Again, the feud between the pair began after Chuck signed up to perform with offshoot band Public Enemy Radio at a Los Angeles rally for Bernie Sanders, leading to Flav sending the politician a cease and desist notice to stop him from using Public Enemy name and likeness. Again, Chuck then hit back at his bandmate, and he insisted that he could perform if he wanted to, uh, but that you know, he's Chuck D insisted that it didn't have anything to do with his political belief. Now, a few hours later, that the um, they sent that statement saying that they were moving forward. Now, this is what Flav said. He said, "Quote: Are you kidding me right now over Bernie Sanders?" This is what he tweeted. "Quote: You want to destroy something we built over 35 years over politics." all because I don't want to endorse a candidate. I'm very disappointed in you and your decision right now, Chuck, unquote. He also added that he is not Chuck's employee. He's a partner. And he also said, he also tweeted, quote, you can't fire me. There is no public enemy without Flavor Flav, so let's get it right, Chuck, unquote. Now, following his tweet, public enemy hit back at another statement, insisting that they did not part ways with Flavor Flav over his political views, Flavor Flay has been on suspension since 2016 when he was MIA from the Harry Belafonte benefit in Atlanta, Georgia. That was the last straw for the group. He had previously missed numerous live gigs from Glastonbury to Canada, album recording sessions, and photo shoots. He also he always chose to party over work. That's what the statement says. Flav has yet to respond to the latest public enemy statement. Um, I have to agree with Flavor Flav. There's no public enemy without Flavor Flav or Chuck D. And they really are the two members that everybody knows that make up public enemy. We don't know anybody else, okay? They you, they just have the other guys standing dressing uh, uh, militant outfits while Chuck D rap and Flav does all the hype. 
And it's sad because a lot of these groups are taking, are arguing over frivolous things and causing them to split. And these are icons in the rap genre, just like a couple last year when I was talking about Salt and Peppa. They're fighting over money or she wasn't given enough play time. It's silly things that could have been just all avoided if they just talked to each other because what you're doing is you're breaking. It's not like you you guys just got you to perform this band yesterday. You are rap legends, and you're breaking up over frivolous little things that you're suing each other, you're taking each other to court, there's a miscommunication, you have to work it out. You have to work around because we, we, we don't have that many legends as it is, and you're breaking up and you're firing and you're suing over these little things that could have been just talked out. Uh, right now we have 16 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy jones Kid. where every week between 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern, I give you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you are new to Blog Talk Radio and want to find out when we broadcast live, make sure you like us. Uh, just f- click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and it will send you an email of some sort when I broadcast live. Make sure we ha- like us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Just go to facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1. And you can also follow me at Stiletto14 on Twitter and Instagram at Gibbs. Uh, British rock legend Dennis's are to reunite for a UK tour, according to multiple reports. Phil Collins, Tony Banks, and Mike Rutherford will officially announce the big news on BBC. Matter of fact, they did announce the big big news on BBC Radio this morning. But they appeared to jump the reveal by posting a throwback photo of the trio on Instagram on Tuesday with the caption saying, quote, and then there were three. The group original frontman Peter Gabriel is not expected to be part of the reunion, which takes place 13 years after his former bandmates last played together to mark their 40th anniversary. The reunion news comes two months after Collins, Rutherford, and Banks were spotted watching a basketball game together right here in New York City. Collins is unlikely to sing and play drums on stage after admitting he can no longer get behind the kid after multiple back injuries or, I'm sorry, multiple back surgeries. He recently told Rolling Stone that he likes his uh, 19-year-old son, Nicholas, to take over drumming if a reunion came about, stating, quote, I haven't really said it to Tony and Mike, but if we did anything again, it would be with Nick on drums, unquote. And Rutherford seemed to like the idea while talking about a get-together on Good Morning Britain, saying, quote, never say never. Popular courtroom TV show Judge Judy is set to end after 25 seasons. The show debuted in 1996, and Judge Judy Shiland has presided over the courtroom ever since, overseeing civil cases with maximum damages of $5,000. Speaking during an appearance on the Ellen DeGeneres show, the star confirmed the daytime Emmy Award-winning show has been at, had been axed and will come to an end after the 2020 to 2021 season. However, Judy, Judge Judy insists retirement isn't an option as she announced that she has a new show, Judy Justice in the Works, which will be coming out a year later.
Jay-Z is reportedly gearing up to boost his already bulging bank balance by signing a new $10 million deal with Sony. According to Britain's The Sun's newspaper, the rapper has been in discussion with Sony ATV Music Publishing CEO John Platt and has agreed a new deal which will see the label manage all the songs he has written to date. Jay has previously spoken highly at Platt, who oversaw a similar deal with the mogul wife, Beyonce Knows, in January 2020, calling him his brother and the Obama of the music industry. 3-6 Mafia has been sued by a group of Memphis-based artists who accuse MC DJ Paul and Juicy J of committing over 150 independent acts of copyright infringement for more than 100 individual sound recordings. In a document obtained by TMZ.com, the plaintiff claimed that they started working with 3-6 Mafia in the 90s when they were all trying to make it in the music industry. They claimed they started producing, recording, and writing lyrics for the hip-hop group for tracks such as Memphis and Tear the Club Up, but never got paid for the work. The accusers also claimed that DJ Paul and Juicy J created 3-6 Mafia alongside several other musical groups in order to profit from their work. They are suing for copyright infringement and seeking unspecified damages as well as an injunction blocking 3-6 Mafia from continuing to use the work they say they created. And documentaries about Pharrell Williams, Sean Penn, and DMX are set to receive their world premieres at New York's Tribeca Film Festival. Hydration, a concert film directed by Mimi Valdez, and chronicling Pharrell's inaugural Something in the Water Festival in his native Virginia last year will be screened in the spotlight documentary section of Robert De Niro's annual Big Apple event, as will Brian Wilson, Long Promise Road, a nonlinear cinematic memoir which follows the Beach Boys co-founder on a drive around Los Angeles with his longtime friend and Rolling Stone editor Jason Fine. Citizen Penn focused on milk actor Sean, ongoing humanitarian work in Haiti, and Don't Try to Understand will take views on a year in the life of trouble rapper DMX. The 2020 Tribeca Film Festival will also feature Ice Cold, a documentary about jewelry and hip-hop culture produced by rap trio Migos, as well as Somebody Up There Like Me, a project based on a series of intimate conversations, the Rolling Stones rocker Ronnie Wood. John Legend will premiere with Drawn Arms, a film he executive produced about Olympians and civil rights activist Tommy Smith, and his model and TV personality wife, Christy Teigen, will also be in attendance to launch Fries, the movie, a film all about French fries with fellow producer Malcolm Gladwell. Other festival highlights include Stardust, starring Johnny Flynn as the late David Bowie, Hugh Jackman, Bad Education, and Judd Apatow's The King of Staten Island, featuring comedian Pete Davidson. The 2020 Tribeca Film Festival will take place from April 15th to the 26th. Usher is stepping up as a judge on dance competition series The Source. The Love in the Club hitmaker will front and serve as executive producer for the reality series, which will air on the streaming service uh, Quibi. Uh, Quibi. The show will be hosted by Viral Dance Stars, Ayo and Tio, set to launch on April 6th. Uh, Quibi will also sh- offer shows featuring Tyra Banks, Don Cheadle, Idris Elba, and Christy Teigen. 
And a controversial Whitney Houston hologram tour is set to hit North America three weeks before her Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. The show, which featured a digital likeness of the tragic star performing hits like I Will Always Love You and uh, I Want to Dance with Somebody, has been wowing audiences in Europe and now U.S. fans will be able to catch a glimpse of the technical marvel. The BAE hologram concert features a five-piece band, backup singers, and dancers who perform alongside the eerie vision of the dead singer. An evening with Whitney, the Whitney Houston hologram concert will open on April 14th in Las Vegas and continue on a 24-city run. Now, a lot of people... um, Again, they're saying that this hologram tour of Whitney is doing very well. It has become very successful. But here in the States, where Whitney is from, we're not feeling it. Because a lot of us feel that, you know, let let the dead lay to rest. Because, you know, just to see her image is kind of creepy and eerie because we know how she was on stage. We know how she would move her body, how she would sing, and just to see this projective image is not the same. There was talks a couple of years ago about doing the same thing for Tupac Shakur. Uh, People had came to uh, T-Boz and Chili of of TLC about doing the same thing for Left Eye. Now there was talks about doing one for Prince. So it's like it's starting to be a big business to these people who produce these holograms. But for the true fans, we're not feeling it. We're not feeling it at all. Right now we have uh, 24 minutes after the hour. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. Uh, Coming up in the next half hour, we're going to be talking about uh, Madonna once again. Uh, Apparently... You know, we was talking about this a couple of weeks ago, how her uh, Madam X tour is not doing well at all. And apparently she suffered another fall on stage so bad that she uh, had to fight off tears when she fell. We'll talk about that. Also, um, Halsley saying that she will not be touring again for a very long time. I'll tell you why she's doing this. And guess who has been crowned the best-selling music artist in the world? If you know, if you guessed it, you are probably most likely right. And uh, going back to Mariah Carey, her Las Vegas residency has came come to an end, but on but not on a high note. I'll tell you why her residency has uh, come to a very short end. And country star Shania Twain says she would love to curate a new VH1 Diva Live concert. I'll tell you what her dream lineup would be. And then a large collection of Judy Garland's orchestral arrangement has sold at auction, and I'll tell you how much they were sold for. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
Right now we got 29 minutes left remaining in the show. That was new music from SZA and Justin Timberlake in The Other Side. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you about the latest on Madonna. Apparently, um, for several weeks, in a couple of months now, her Madam X show has not been doing so well. 
apparently this time she reportedly fought back tears when she suffered an on-stage fall during her Madame X show in Paris, France on Thursday, February 27th. Uh, the singer, who is now 61, has been battling on through her 12-night residency despite her knee and hip injury and apparently was left requiring the support of a backing dancer after falling off her chair during the show. According to the Britain's The Sun newspaper, the uh, Madonna, who has been walking with the help of a cane and knee support in recent weeks, carried on the two-and-a-half-hour show after breaking down in tears on stage following the incident. The Battle X tour had proved problematic for the star, with Madonna canceling shows in cities including New York, Los Angeles, and London earlier on in the tour, which kicked off in September of 2019. The final show will take place at Le Grand Rex in the French capital on March 11th. The statement explains the trustee voted to terminate her employee uh, employment after uh I'm sorry, I'm reading the wrong thing here. Uh, Halsey uh will not be touring again for a very long time after she finished her current Manic World Trek. The Bad at Love hitmaker is on the road in Europe and is set to head to Asia and her native United States before her tour come to a close in August of 2020. After performing in Munich, Germany on Saturday, February 29th, the star announced that she is to take she's taking a long hiatus from touring soon. Now, this is what she wrote on Instagram on Sunday. She said, "Quote: I think 2020 will mark the end of me touring for a very long time. Thank you for making the memories so special. I am cherishing." Every single night, unquote. The singer recently told the Guardian newspaper that she's hopeful she'd be able to start a family after suffering three miscarriages, including one on stage due to her battle with endometriosis. She said, Motherhood is looking like something that's going to happen for me. That's a miracle. We wish her the best of luck. Taylor Swift has been crowned the best-selling music artist in the world by members of the International Federation of the Phonographic Industry. The pop star has topped the annual list for the second time, five years after she received the IFPI honor in 2014. The Shake It Off hitmaker beat out last year top man Drake, who slipped to eighth place this year. Ed Sheeran, Post Malone, Billie Eilish, and Queen made the top five, while Ariana Grande, BTS, Lady Gaga and the Beatles make uh, make the top ten. Mariah Carey's Las Vegas residency has came to an end, but not on a high note. The All I Want for Christmas is You's hitmaker concluded her The Butterfly Return residency at the Coliseum at Caesar Palace in Las Vegas on Saturday, February 29th, amid reports she's struggling to sell uh, tickets. The uh, she. As usual, Mariah always delivers a stunning performance. Her residency apparently didn't fare well in the ticket department. According to Radar Online, she gave free tickets to selected people in order to make sure sold-out shows, even though the highest ticket for her residency was sold for an average of $100. The Butterfly Return Residency was a follow-up to Carrie's number one to Infinity Residency, which lasted from 2015 to 2017. First launched in July of 2018, it got extended for additional February 2019 dates a few months later. Its later, the latest run was for eight 
February 2020 dates. Radar Online claimed that ticket sales had been low since the beginning, forcing her to sell them at discount sites back in 2018. Carrie's next move would be headlining Britain's world-famous Brighton Pride event. On Valentine's Day, organizers confirmed that she will perform at the LGBTQ event in August. Uh, this is what the announcement uh, read. It was on. T- uh, she, uh, they had tweeted, uh, "Quote: Excited to announce global superstar Mariah Carey, Grammy and Glad Award winner, will headline Fabuloso Pride in the park on Saturday, August first, twenty twenty, with a full seventy-five minute show." And country star Shania Twain would love to curate a new VH1 Diva Live concert with Jennifer Lopez and Lizzo leading the lineup. The Hitmaker family's helped to launch the first annual event back in 1998, taken to the stage in New York City alongside Aretha Franklin, Mariah Carey, Celine Dina, and Gloria Stefan, with Carol King making a special guest appearance. The charity gig, which benefits the VH1 Save the Music Foundation, was held with a new slate of performers each year until 2004, after which it was revived in 2009 for a four-year run and again for a show in 2016. Shania is eager to see the show make another return to the spotlight, and this time around she would want superstar Jay Lowe front and center. Shania will also jump at the chance to have Fleetwood Mac legend Stevie Nicks join the party, branding her probably one of the greatest storytellers, singers, and songwriters ever, and she would brown out the performers performers with Ariana Grande and Lizzo. And I gotta agree, that is one nice dream list. I, I mean, Gloria Stefan, she had Gloria Stefan before, Celine Dion, and now she wants Jennifer Lopez and Lizzo, and I agree with her about Fleetwood Mac legend Stevie Nicks. I mean, she is one of the greatest storytellers, singers, and songwriters ever. Um, I hope it comes to, you know, if you speak it, I hope it comes to 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 a life because um you know, every year we VH1 has been doing this uh, diva concert for a while now, and the reason why they do the VH1 Save the Music Foundation because uh, technically, music and art are dwindling out of schools across America. We used to have band, we used to have choir, we used to have chorus, uh, we used to have um, kids playing instruments, music productions, plays. They're all but slowly depleting out of uh, America's public school system. And without the arts, you don't have anything. And remember, you know when I had the interview a couple of months ago uh, where I was talking to one artist where they were, we, we were talking about how he started his career in music because his his mother taught music and he learned it in school. So I hope she really curates this new VH1 Diva Live uh, list because it it will be refreshing to see this come to life again. Um, Mark Ruffalo is in uh, preliminary talks to star in the new Disney Plus show She-Hulk. Ruffalo revealed he discussed returning to his role as Bruce Banner during an appearance at the C2E2 convention in Chicago, Illinois on Sunday, March 1st, and this is according to the Sci-Fi Wire website. Ruffalo told a fan who asked if he'll appear in the show, he said that it would be nice to see Banner, Hulk, 
professor or somebody show up to help and to guide or be a gentle guiding presence of She-Hulk as a friend, but it's all kind of preliminary. As for whether an appearance will include Banner Hulk involvement with She-Hulk origin story in the comic books in which Jennifer Walters, a cousin of Banner, received a gamma fuel blood transfusion from him, Ruffalo said he thinks it's likely. She-Hulk is currently in development with a cast and premiere date yet to be announced. And Woody Allen long rumored memoir, A Propose of Nothing, Apropos of Nothing, thought to be unpublished in the Me Too era, is coming in April. Grand Central Publishing, a division of Hatchet Book Group, acquired the memoir a year ago and will release it on April 7th. Grand Central Publishing said in a statement on Monday, quote, that the book is a comprehensive account of his life, both personal and professional, and described his works in film, theater, television, nightclubs, and print. Allen also writes of his relationship with family, friends, and the love of his life, unquote. In addition to the apropos of nothing, it will be released in Canada, Italy, France, Germany, and Spain, among other countries. Now, Allen faced obstacles last year in getting his memoir published. It was rejected by multiple publishing housing houses after the allegation that the famous director sexually abused his then-seven-year-old adopted daughter, Dylan Farrow, in 1992, made headlines again. Farrow has stood by her claim, and Allen has denied the accusations. He was never charged after two separate investigations were conducted in the 1990s. Now, Dylan Farrell released a statement after the announcement saying, quote, Hatchet publishing a Woody Allen memoir is deeply upsetting to me personally and an utter betrayal of my brother who brave report capitalized on by Hatchet gave voice to numerous survivors of sexual assault by powerful men. For the record, I was never contacted by any fact checkers to verify the information in the memoir demonstrating an erogatory Aragias abdication of Hatchet's most basic responsibility, unquote. Now, the allegations have taken a toll on the Oscar-winner filmmaker career and in the wake of the Me Too movement. His 2019 movie, A Rainy Day in New York, starring Selena Gomez, was not released in the U.S. last year, and uh, his current production, starring Christopher Waltz and Gina Gershon, is still seeking distribution, and several stars, including Greta Gerwig, Colin Firth, Ellen Page, and Michael Caine, have distanced themselves from Allen. And speaking of this memoirs, uh, we're talking about speaking of uh, Dylan Farrell, you know, she talked about her brother Rowan. Uh, He's ending his relationship with publisher Hatchet after one of the imprints announced it would be publishing Woody Allen's upcoming memoir. The Grand Central Publishing and imprint of Hatchet announced money that it would release Allen's forthcoming memoir. And Farrell, Allen's son, had reportedly stated that he believes that his sister Dylan Farrell's allegation that the Midnight in Paris filmmaker sexually abused her as a child. And in his tweet, Farrell went on to submit that Hatchet did not fact-check the book. Fact-checking is common for print magazine, but rare in uh, publishing, though Farrell fact-checked his Hatchet book, Catch and Kill. Farrell stated that he has encouraged Hatchet to fact-check Allen's account and that he is severing uh, severing ties with the company. Um, James Limpton, whose series interviews with high-profile stars inside the actor's studio for more than 20 years made him a well-known pop culture figure, has died. He was 
93 years old. Lipton founded the TV program in 1994, conducted one-on-one discussion with actors in front of audiences of students as a collaborative effort between the actor's studio and the new school. He became dean of the actor's student, uh, studio drama school, which offered degrees in acting. The high-minded showcase of the acting craft attracted a who's who's of Hollywood over the years, including Paul Newman, Barbara Streisand, Meryl Streep, Dustin Hoffman, Robin Williams, and Anthony Hopkins. The Los Angeles High called him the interviewer who could book pretty much everybody. The nature of Lipton's baritone voice and the studio's conversation also made the program a ripe object for parody. Will Farrell introduced Lipton to a different audience by impersonating him on Saturday Night Live, and the popularity of Inside the Actor's Studio led to cameos in other series, including Arrested Development and the animated Family Guy. James Lipton passed away at the age of 93. And the daughter of film director Steven Spielberg was arrested in Tennessee in a domestic incident involving her boyfriend. Michaela Spielberg, who is 23, was charged with domestic assault, causing bodily injury early Saturday. Spielberg was released from a jail in Nashville later that day. Jail records, uh, that's what the jail records showed. According to the Metropolitan Nashville Police Affidavit, officers said that Spielberg and her boyfriend was involved in an argument after returning from a bar. After the victim made a rude comment towards Spielberg, she started throwing objects at him, injuring his hand and wrist. Jail records didn't indicate whether she had an attorney who could comment on the charge. A March 9th court hearing on the charge was scheduled. Michaela Spielberg was adopted as a child by Steven Spielberg and his wife, Kate Capshaw. Right now, we have 15 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to take another music break, and we'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. I don't know you, but I am 
call when you ain't got the Me and Megan run up in the spot like Nicki Minaj and nice to meet ya. Right now we have about 11 minutes remaining on the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, CBS is saying aloha to Hawaii Five O. The long-running crime drama is set to end with its current 10th season. The series will bow out on April 3rd with a two-hour finale. The show is a reboot of the 1968-1980 series created by Leonard Freeman, which stars Jack Lord as Honolulu detective Steve McGarrett. The current series, which stars Alex O'Loughlin as McGarrett, will end up running for nearly as long as its predecessor, 10 seasons versus 12 for the original. 5.0 has been a CBS mainstay for the past decade. The CBS TV studio series scored a rich domestic syndication deal earlier in its run and has aired in more than 200 countries. Scott Kahn, uh, Ian Anthony Dale, Megan Rath, uh, Bula Kaeli, Katrina Law, Taylor Willie, Dennis Chan, Kimmy Balmilero, and Shai McBride also star. Daniel Day Kim and Grace Park started the first seven seasons. The current season is averaging about 9.4 million viewers with a week of delay viewing, ranking in the top 25 on the broadcast network. Hawaii Five-0 is the second longest-running CBS drama to call it a wrap this season. Criminal Minds aired its series finale February 19 after 15 seasons. It will end with a total of 240 episodes. And Superstar, uh, Superstore is losing a key employee at the end of its season. Star and executive producer America Ferrara is leaving the NBC comedy at the conclusion of its fifth season, scheduled for April 16th. The Universal Television Produced series has already been renewed for the 2020-2021 season. Ferrara, who has also directed several episodes of Superstar, said Friday in a statement that she's ready to seek the next chapter in her career and her life. Ferrara is an executive producer of Netflix, Jennifer which debuted February 21st on the streamer. She also voices Astrid, one of the lead characters in DreamWorks Animation, How to Train Your Dragon franchise. Once again, um, this is a, a very sharp blow because any time a television show gets rid of their main uh, characters, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same. Um, I, but I can understand that she wants to do more projects. She probably want to do more directing. She probably want to do more writing. 
And in the case of Floyd, remember when Constin Wu from um, Fresh Off the Boat, she her show got renewed, but she wasn't too thrilled about it because she too wanted to do more projects and to get, get her movie career off the ground. I don't know. It just I don't think it's just it's going to be the same. But uh, we'll see. Um, Tisha Campbell has assured fans everybody's working their behind off to make the Martin revival happen. The actor spoke with Entertainment Tonight about a possible reboot of the sitcom, which also stars Martin Lawrence, that ran from 1992 to 1997. While Campbell revealed talks are in the progress, she added that the cast pack schedule are holding up works on the reunion, explaining that everyone, everybody is working their behinds off, so they're trying to find the time. Now, Tashina Arnold, she has a show, and Martin has his movies. Uh, she was referring to Arnold's work on the CBS sitcom The Neighborhood, which is a very funny show. If you haven't watched it, go check it out. And Carl Anthony Payne II is working constantly, and he's doing stand-up. So the time is so hard to kind of schedule to do something like that. Now, Campbell went on to confess that the death of co-star Thomas McHale Ford, Tommy Ford, who died as a result of medical complications in October of 2016 at the age of 52, also made it things a little hard. And, um, you know, there's been talks about um, another uh, show, Living Single, that used to come on, I think, right after Martin in the 90s, where they were in talks that fans want them to start doing um, a revival of the show. But, again, it's hard to get people to come together again because everybody has moved on with their lives and careers, and it's just kind of hard. But I I hope they do. Um, I know it's not going to be the same without Tommy because, again, Tommy was a, a main fixture on the show. So I don't know if I doubt they will replace him. Um, but, you know, without Tommy, it's kind of like a missing piece to the puzzle. And, again, it's just not the same. So, But we're just crossing our fingers. We're hoping because Martin was a very funny show in the 90s. And we're just hoping. And you remember uh, that uh, uh, teacher Campbell and Martin Lawrence uh, had that case where she sued him for sexual harassment, but, you know, everything is cool with them now. Bygones be bygones. So it's interesting to see if they do uh, come together, and I hope they do. It sounds like there's a possibility, and we're just crossing our fingers hoping that they will do a revival of the show. Right now I have five minutes left remaining in the show. I'd like to thank everyone who tuned in today. And it's always every Wednesday we're here on BTR from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Also, um, check out um, this Friday I'm doing a rebroadcast show of actor Russell Hornsby. You know him uh, from the hit NBC show Grimm and now the current NBC show uh, it's the he's doing the Bone Collector. He's reprising the role that Denzel Washington had in the movie. Uh, check out the show. It's a rebroadcast, and that's on Friday. Uh, that's going to be March the 6th at 1 p.m. Eastern. Well, that's a, that will do it for me for today. Uh, tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Give. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Make sure you stay safe. Make sure you wash those hands. 
and uh, protect yourself, and I'll talk to you next time. Take, take care.